Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, with D23 just days away, many podcasts out there, including ours, have called out for the need for a new Tomorrowland to be announced, particularly at Disneyland, where it has idled poorly over the years. Since Disney desires new and revised attractions to be linked to intellectual properties they own, we first visit what those options are and their suitability for being in the parks. We also look at the overarching direction of the park. Should it move in a manner suitable for animated, lighthearted fare or for adventure? Then we visit each themed land at both the Magic Kingdom and at Disneyland to discuss how attractions and other offerings could be fitted out differently. We promise you that new ideas will be shared that haven't been presented elsewhere. So, so join us as we imagine a new Tomorrowland for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And again, a reminder you're going to want to check out DisneyAtPlay.com because we'll uh, have some images, some videos, some uh, uh, just a list of what we're talking about. So you may want to refer to that because there may be some things you've never heard of or may not be familiar with. So check that out when you have a chance. Be sure to subscribe there and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. While you're there, make sure you check out the Wayfinder Society, which offers you a chance to to be a patron of this um, podcast and everything that we provide. We have a terrific set of uh, experiences available, exclusive podcasts, but also really cool tools and experiences, interactive adventures, so to speak, for those who join our Wayfinder Society. So if you get a chance, check that out. Well, let's let's talk about intellectual properties that are um, really uh, the possibility for uh, what could happen at at uh, Disneyland and Walt Disney World in Tomorrowland. I think uh, the first listed one I have is Toy Story 1995 because it introduced Buzz Lightyear, and for many people, they probably think that Buzz Lightyear is the first um, intellectual property attraction to show up in the park. Certainly across the board, it has shown up. Um, But um, actually, Tron would be that um, group. And and of course, um, uh, Star Tours, um, based on Star Wars, came into property first, but that was in a Disney one. Tron actually came as part of a of a little portion when you went through the back of the carousel theater at Disneyland on the People Mover. And it was a, a kind of a special effect. Well, actually, if you remember in Buzz Lightyear, um, the attraction at the Magic Kingdom, there is a room where you are kind of, it's all covered by projected screens. And there's like only one target, but if you hit that target, you're going to make a ton of points. But but um, there was a similar kind of set of screens in the People Mover, and that was based on the original Tron. So I guess I should have mentioned that uh, film as well. Then there's a jump to Atlantis, 2001. 
Uh, I think there are a lot of parts of Atlantis that are so phenomenal, so great. You get that steampunk aesthetic. It is very much an action type film as opposed to the lightheartedness of Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story. That was followed by Treasure Planet in 2002, the year after, which was also a great, um, a great setting and a great action film on many levels. I think it suffered in the third act a little bit, but um, the fact of the matter is, is Atlantis and Treasure Planet uh, didn't do well and never really did end up with attractions. Although there were characters appearing at Disneyland once uh, based on Treasure Planet. Uh, Milo, I think, made appearances. And maybe the robot? I don't think so. But at any rate, it didn't go anywhere. That's the long short of Treasure Planet in Atlantis. Lilo and Stitch, it did end up with legs. Even though so much of it really takes place in Hawaii, you bring in this outer space uh, alien being Stitch, and he's shown up in a number of different places. Probably everybody knows Stitch's great escape at the Magic Kingdom, but he's also shown up more often in another venue that most people don't know about. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that venue later on. Then we have Incredibles, which is very much, um, again, as, as um, Stitch is a little bit more lighthearted fare, uh, Incredibles tends to be more of an action picture. It's more of a mid-century thing, but again, much of Tomorrowland currently at the Magic Kingdom has been brought to a mid-century look, back to a mid-century look. And part of Disneyland, such as the, the big rocket that sits in front of um, the diner there, that is too a very mid-century look. So it's not impossible to, to have that. Then you have Meet uh, the Robinsons, which um, was very lighthearted affair. Um, but was very much set in the future, so much that um, A Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow was actually a little piece of uh, music in that film. Didn't do well compared to Incredibles and Lilo and Stitch, um, but it was a very sweet film and had some... Um, and, and we've actually had meet and greet characters walk around based on that, the hat, the bowler hat man. Um, Wally was uh, well received, an action kind of related film. Followed that was in two thousand eight. Followed by Tron in two thousand ten. This is the new Tron, and that has be that is definitely an action film. And then we have Wreck It Ralph, which is not a Tomorrowland theme, but many have projected the idea that becoming part of the experience at um, Walt Disney World where, um, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. In 2014, we had Big Hero 6, which honestly was well-received and continues to be well-received and is, is a big question mark why it isn't already in Tomorrowland. Then in 2015, we had, well, Tomorrowland, the film which was a great um, action series. It fell apart again in the third act, I believe, but um, by and large, it it presented possibilities. I appreciated the, the risk they took in creating a film based on a themed land. It offered all sorts of possibilities, but 
it's hard to imagine how to take that and do something with it, especially when it didn't do too well in the box office. That brings us finally to our last film, which is kind of where we started, but it's Lightyear, which just took place in this year, 2022. It is more of an action film as opposed to the lightheartedness of Toy Story. And yet it didn't do well in the box office. That could be more because of COVID, but, um, but that really remains kind of a riddle. Now, of course, there are Star Wars properties. There are Marvel properties. We are assuming we can't bring any of those in, although that's not true with Tomorrowland in um, Disneyland. They could be brought in just as you have Harry Potter show up in two Universal parks. You could do a Marvel-style makeover in Tomorrowland. I'd hate to see the whole of it become... A Marvel thing and I think most people would agree with that. I should also mention there's a couple other films that aren't Disney but they belong to Disney now. Fox has created some very big action films that take place in space. Alien which has surprisingly shown up in all places Disney's Hollywood Studios for many years. That is an actual related experience. Independence Day, that's a little old, that could be redone even, um, but that was a big action film. The Martian, more recent, uh, did well, action film. And then the last one isn't quite an action film. It is more of a drama, I should, I should call it as that. But uh, Hidden Figures was tied very much to, um, uh, to the NASA program as was um, the Disney Plus premiere of the space show, um, uh, the, um, I apologize, it's just now coming to me on this. Uh, the, I want to say the big stuff. It was the right stuff, sorry, the right stuff, which was a National Geographic type film uh, a redone version of the original Right Stuff film, but it has a NASA appeal to it. And what are the possibilities there? At any rate, I'm going to present one last, very out of the box kind of property. Disney is spending some time at D23 talking about C, which is the Society of Adventurers and Explorers. That is more steampunk, that is more drawing from the past and has its roots in things like Mystic Manor and now the Jungle Book and um, Tower of Terror at Tokyo Disney Sea. I just put it out there and say, could there be a sea that is, uh, or a future sea, a society of ventures and explorers of the future? What would that look like if you were to create your own um Again, build on that. And by the way, there is a C um, miniseries, I believe, coming to Disney+. Plus. So I guess what I'm saying is there's more intellectual property than you might initially think there to be. At the same time, can I also suggest that perhaps the park has an opportunity to think, do you want to go lighthearted or do you want to go action-packed? And I think a more action-packed kind of staging would be um, very interesting as opposed to 
what has been more lighthearted affair. So as we kind of go, we're going to play with those two themes as we go through both Walt Disney World and Disneyland and talk about what attractions could be there. Now, let's start at the Magic Kingdom. And we're going to go right to the elephant in the room. It's the biggest amount of terrain. It is the Walt Disney World Speedway. And most everyone who has conjectured on what a new Tomorrowland should look like talks about putting in better uh, cars that um, aren't so noisy, that aren't so, you know, that are more like Tesla, battery operated, something of that nature. In my view, that's not the way to go in in Walt Disney World. The way to go is to scratch that whole attraction and turn it into what is known as Aquatopia. If you go to Disney at play.com, you will see a video I have of Aquatopia and it is at Tokyo Disney Sea. It is part of their um, uh, experience there one of the attractions in in their land discovery bay is what it's called and it basically is one of the first gps rides it it rides on water now i say it rides on water the water isn't much more than probably six inches deep it's not very but it looks deep and and they they move about not like teacups they kind of just kind of move in one direction and they spin and they turn another direction i think this could be updated i don't know if the the system that that it belongs to tokyo disney sea because it was unique to that but i think you could even redo it to a different style um technology and maybe update that technology but it the idea let me just say that one of the things that can make your land really work is to have water and water-based attractions. It creates that dynamic. It creates much more of a, a look and feel. And and at night, you'll see this is the video I have is, is at night. It's just very, and it's just a very impressive way to rethink the whole look of Tomorrowland because that speedway is almost in some ways, uh, it's just a, almost the centerpiece. There's so much space taken up from it. So that's what I would recommend, is an Aquatopia style of attraction. The People Mover, um, the People Mover works. And I like the refinements that they've created, a new narrative. I think there's a couple of places, particularly as you go back through the Buzz Lightyear building, um, that's a little disappointing. Even in Space Mountain, it's a little disappointing. There could be some refinements there, even some theming to, to something um, like WALL-E um, that would make it all the more interesting, although there's always a queue for the people mover. People love the people mover, but refinements would be great on that. Now we get to a really um, sticky one, the Carousel of Progress. Recently, there were some refinements done in terms of costumes on the cast in the last scene. Um, and I appreciate any and all things that might be done. Certainly a refinement to the last scene. Um, I, I'm going to suggest something very different. I'm going to suggest that 
the Carousel of Progress returned to Disneyland. That would create something new, and a Carousel of Progress building at Disneyland is different than the one at Walt Disney World. At Walt Disney World, it's only a one-story building. At Disneyland, it's a two-story building. Because what happened is in the last scene, as you get to the ending, the curtain scene, at the, before you walk out, instead of walking out, the curtains opened and you went up an escalator to a big diorama of um, Walt Disney's dream. Of, well, it's the same picture of what you see on the people mover, but at a much greater scale. It was a much bigger model of Progress City. And I think that with some refinements, it would be well to return to Disneyland. I know that the crowds would welcome it and love it. I think that's something very cool. And then I would take the carousel we have and do something progressive with it. Maybe with Incredibles or with Wally or, and don't kill me on this, but I really like hidden figures. And wouldn't it be interesting to, to show something dramatic that shows progress, not just in terms of how your appliances are better than yesterday, but progress in terms of how we treat people and we, and we give people opportunity and, and that we progress as a society. Could there be something more dramatic uh, going into the carousel of progress? So just think about that a little bit. If nothing else, I'm happy with more, just a better last scene. Stitch's Great Escape. A lot of people have projected the idea of taking Wreck-It Ralph and creating an interactive game kind of system um, all facing the center. If you're not familiar with Stitch's Great Escape, that theater, there are actually two of them identical to each other and they all you all sit in the center. There was this um, headgear that kind of came over to create this binarial sound. Binar I hope I said that right. And, and so they played some games with you by turning off the lights and making it feel like people were walking through the dark, um, whether it was Stitch or the predecessor, which was Alien Extraterrestrial Encounter. Alien Extraterrestrial Encounter is a play off of Alien, just they didn't use Alien at that time. But could you put Alien back in there and put in a more haunting? I think I think that was a great. I think the first version of Alien Extraterrestrial Encounter was a little bit too intense. But then they kind of had a light-hearted kind of dialogue going on at the same time. All these scary, spooky things were happening. Uh, Kathy Najami was one of the actresses in that that really was a well done show. Now, I'm gonna throw all that out. If you didn't go back to Alien, you could do Wreck-It Ralph, but don't do Wreck-It Ralph with just a Penelope game or something like that. Do it with some kind of futuristic game experience, not some Armageddon in the future experience, but some futuristic game kind of experience. I could see that. I could also see something where Stitch returns, but in a different way. The Stitch encounter was not bad. I think Stitch encounter suffered from a heavy dose of 
the smell of chili. I think that really just wrecked that attraction. People were turned off by that odor in the in the room and I think it just set everything else to a negative place. But the alien animatronic of Stitch was pretty cool actually. And I think you could use that to your advantage, but in a different way. In all of not all of the other theme parks, but at Shanghai Disney, at Tokyo Disney, at Hong Kong Disney, and at Walt Disney Studios Paris, in all our international parks, there is something called Stitch Encounter. Stitch Encounter is like Monsters Incorporated, but instead you're, you're, you're encountering a live time Stitch. Now the good news about Stitch is he doesn't really talk your language. So it made it really possible to create an, an interactive experience that could work with audiences in different languages, whether it was English, French, Cantonese, a Mandarin, Japanese. It worked really well in that regard. The only thing is, is like Monsters Incorporated, you were really just sitting in a theater looking at a screen. I think you could take the Stitch animatronic, use the screens as well up above, and do that kind of Stitch encounter in um, Tomorrowland. Um, but, and by the way, I have a video of Stitch Encounter if you want to see how that kind of all works. It's really kind of cute and fun. And you could do that Stitch Encounter kind of experience, but with a real Stitch in that kind of room. And I think it would be well received. So very different kinds of ideas about how to address Stitch's great escape. Monsters Laugh Floor, I think is a great show. I think it needs to be elsewhere. If I were to do a new land in Disney's Hollywood Studios, it would be based on Monsters Incorporated and I would have a ride style attraction and I would take Monsters Laugh Floor and I would put it there. But Monsters is, is a, it's, it's um, alternative universe. It is not, the future. And I never felt like it was well suited there. Um, even though I will agree that for the most part, it has had very good attendance. And, and, the, and the performers who take on the monsters, they do a, a pretty solid job. But that's a big space and it could be other kinds of things. Maybe you could take Big Hero 6 and create an interaction with it or with Wally. But maybe instead take Wally, and in uh, in um, going back to Discovery Bay, there is a simulator ride called Nemo and Friends Sea Rider. It was previously Storm Rider, and basically what it is are there two simulator craft, but they're far far bigger. They're like three times the size of the craft you get into with Star Tours. So they only have two of them. You kind of alternate back and forth between um, loading up guests in each. And I would create a Wall-E simulator based using that simulator technology. It's not as crazy a ride experience. Um, also, I could see it as um, an Incredibles dark ride. What could be done in a dark coaster again? Not maybe a lot of height, but 
what could be done to create an Incredibles dark ride experience that would be that would be a fun experience for guests um, visiting that corner of the park. I could see lots of possibilities there. By the way, I could also see Incredibles being its own land also at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That would be great. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Um, this version of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster... Um, at any rate, this version of Buzz Lightyear was the first Buzz Lightyear to come out. Since then, there has been a Buzz Lightyear in every Disney theme park. Every went to Disneyland, it went to Disneyland Paris, it went to Tokyo Disneyland, it went to Hong Kong Disneyland, it went to Shanghai Disneyland. The only thing is, is it's since been replaced by a um, Ant-Man version at Hong Kong Disneyland, which was a really great Buzz Lightyear experience. But you know what? Recently, I had a chance to ride Buzz Lightyear in Paris just the standard Buzz Lightyear, and it was really enjoyable. And I kept scratching my head and saying, why don't I have this experience? First of all, the attraction prop, the show building, that needs to be overhauled. The whole, a lot of elements don't work. Uh, there used to be a spinner portion with a lot of smoke coming around with some laser effects. All of that is pretty well gone. You had this room you go into. It's never really worked with the projections. It needs to be overhauled. You could have a great Buzz Lightyear ride if you want to have Buzz Lightyear ride. In my opinion, it'd be interesting to do one that's Lightyear based, based on the new film, the new action film, than on the traditional Buzz Lightyear. If you were trying to create everything more action based, that would be a place to redo that. Another way to replace it is the new Spider-Man ride at Avengers Campus is a little bit like a Toy Story Mania in terms of a ride vehicle. But what you have in this experience is um, instead of using a gun or using um, the pull stick kind of thing you have at, at uh, Toy Story Mania, you're using your fingers. Could you take Big Hero 6 and in the same way that you're fighting spider bots, fight all of those black domino kind of things that um, got built up in Big Hero 6. You could do a whole thing around Big Hero 6 in that space. Then um, Tomorrowland Terrace. Well, could there be more of a... Could you divide those into two different restaurants? Could you do the, out, the, the portion facing the castle as an outdoor area that could be themed more to stay in the Tomorrowland Terrace mode. And could you take the upper level and theme it more as a restaurant? Perhaps a steampunk thing going back to C, C that could be, again, not just C as in Society of Adventures and Explorers, which I've, I think um, Lou Mangiello mentioned, making it kind of based on that. Could you make it based on a future C, which again would be a restaurant that would would pay attention? It seems to me that another uh, formal dining experience would be in well. They don't use it as well. They don't need it as a counter service restaurant. They're barely ever opening it as a counter service restaurant. So why not make it into an indoor restaurant 
and use it as a crossover between Main Street and Tomorrowland. I didn't mention Main Space Mountain. I think it needs to stay as is, but maybe revised like the Tokyo expansion that's coming to them. The only thing I would say is I like the I like the new look of the Tokyo expansion, but I like our old Tokyo Space Mountain as well, and I don't think the outside needs to be redone as much as the indoor coaster experience needs to be done, even if that means completely the track has been replaced before but it's still a two-track experience i don't think people really appreciate the difference of one track to the other by and large i think one better kind of i think i think the coaster at guardians of the galaxy has shown that we could have a smoother kind of space experience and that is needed at space mountain that's where you need to go now moving on to disneyland the the big piece there is the people mover yes it will cost you it needs to be returned and refurbished maybe with some big hero style set of moments in it or wally or something to add that that ip theme if you need to but i can tell you just build it as is and it will it will be well received but there are some places where you run it like in the back of the carousel building where you got to have something to show for it so it needs revision it's worth whatever you have to do to make it more um, approachable for guests with wheelchairs and who have mobility challenges, but fix the people mover. That will make you big fans at Disneyland, to, at D, I'm sorry, at D23, to announce the people mover returning. Not a different ride, the people mover, which absorbs a ton of people, and you need that at Disneyland, return the people mover. The Astro Orbiter, a lot of people hate its location in the front of the park. They prefer it on top of the People Mover, like at Disneyland. I don't know if that's doable. And I think that the Astro Orbiter in the front of the park is a beautiful piece. It blocks the view of what lays beyond. That's a little disappointing. But of all the things I would spend my money on, it's not moving that whole thing. A centerpiece on top of the People Mover has been this satellite set a satellite they took the 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 arms of the old astro orbiter or what was star jets back then and they put kind of satellite looking devices on it and had it kind of move every once in a while it wasn't a bad thing but it doesn't work half the time some kind of light centerpiece needs to be there and then take that aerial view platform you were going to build a multi-story platform to at, at Epcot before it got shelved. You already have a platform there. It's been used for dessert parties. You could really do a better job of utilizing that space and making that a more coveted place to go. And maybe even just allow people to take an elevator platform up to the top to just enjoy the view during the day as well with, with, with no extra or you know, just there's lots of possibilities with what you do. Dining, something, use that top platform. The Carousel Theater. Well, there's a couple of possibilities. I mentioned taking the Carousel Progress and moving it back to the Carousel Theater. There's also a possibility of, of removing that theater entirely, bringing it to the ground. That impacts the people mover track around it. Um... But you could add some, and sorry to say this, carnival-style attraction, but, 
but basically smaller rides in its place themed to say Incredibles or Wall-E or something along that line. There are some possibilities, something that like a parachute ride, but with a Tomorrowland look that would give you a little bit of height and be able to see the view would not be a terrible thing if you could do it in, again, not like the army version in Toy Story Land, but in a futuristic kind of way with some light panels going up to make it look really attractive at night, something of that nature, um, something to add more of that movement and that dynamic feel that needs to be part of Tomorrowland. Buzz Lightyear, I think all the same ideas that I discussed with Walt Disney World, it's it works well as an attraction, could be better. Star Tours, I wouldn't move that. I've heard some people say change it to Big Hero 6 or something. I guess love their Star Tours. And I think a lot of people thought Star Tours would not be needed once you built Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but there is no hint of that. When you go to Disneyland, that that attraction keeps a good solid, more, it, it has a longer line all the time than does the one at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The Tomorrowland Theater, that has had, well, it was originally Captain EO, and then it went to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and then it's played Pixar films and other things in the meantime. I think maybe if you created a 3D show based on Big Hero 6, and then added to Epcot, that might be interesting. Um, but I think a better interesting idea would be making it a live theater again. It um, was a live theater once, before Space Mountain it was, it was a live theater, but then when Space Mountain was made, they made it an outdoor theater where you could look at it from the top deck where you now queue for Space Mountain, as well as in the audience below and from restaurant seats on the side, I would make this a live theater again. Whether you can close it or open it up remains to be seen. There's benefits from a staging lighting point of view if you keep it closed, but from the dynamic and the feel of movement going on in, in Tomorrowland, the, the open up theater is, is really cool again. Then you take the Fantasyland Theater and you use that space differently. You go put that Beauty and the Beast show or ride attraction that you have in Tokyo, you go put that there or any number of things, a Rapunzel Tangled Land over there, but utilize the Tomorrowland Theater to do what the Fantasyland Theater does. Monorail wouldn't, wouldn't change, love the monorail. Finding Nemo submarines, some people want to change that out. You don't have another place where that occurs. Keep it as is. I'm looking forward to seeing it this this um, this week, having having it been closed for a, quite a quite a period of time. Looking forward to seeing what it looks like refreshed. Atopia, you could improve the cars. I wouldn't take it out for an Aquatopia because you already have the water there for Finding Nemo. Um, so, but improve cars, the Tesla, the battery, the less noise, all of that maybe some changes to the theming or maybe adding some element of ip to the ride wouldn't be a bad idea space mountain again i keep the shell of it but again could it be revised like tokyo's revision 
their Tokyo Space Mountain is the same as the Space Mountain at Disneyland. It utilizes that format. But what I'm seeing in the picture looks like a total blow the thing down and build a new mountain that's bigger. Um, that's the impression I'm getting from it. I don't see that happening at Disneyland. I don't think you should do that. But I do think that um, any revisions are really good. So um, would love to see more with the Carousel Theater. But the truth be told, that isn't a large space. Even if you demolish that space, there isn't a lot there. You are backed up against the railroad. And past the railroad, you're backed up to Harbor Boulevard. There isn't a lot, but there could be things you could do. I'd love to see it go back to a carousel theater. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts about how we might revisit Tomorrowland um, at both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. We'll see what D23 delivers. Um, I don't think it'll be anything near what I'm describing, but here's wishing, here's hoping, and it'll be fun as we, we see what occurs. Well, thank you for joining this Disney at Play podcast. This week, I will be out in California for D23. I will provide something. Uh, that's my, my work is to provide something this Friday. I'm trying to stay consistent with Monday, uh, with Tuesday and Friday mornings. And so look for something on Friday morning, probably from the parks because D23 will just be starting, but we will have other podcasts, maybe even an additional one before we're done from D23. So, and of course with the new announcements, we look to having something this time next week on new announcements that have been made at D23. Thank you for joining us. Again, visit disneyatplay.com, check out our Patreon group, please help support us. And in the words of, well, Sinbad, Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart in everything you do. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. Mm -hmm.